I am generalizing to make sure we have context here because there are some dealers out there who are doing a phenomenal job who have long-term relationships with customers and have really developed out a good experience. Uh, but for the most part, um, you know, putting yourself in the customer's shoes, I think is is so powerful along with what you're saying. Like to think, hey, if this customer has showed up to my store, they probably have already displayed um, uh, a large amount of courage because of the perpetuated negative cloud that hangs over the car business as a whole. Um, and, you know, which makes what you're saying so much more valid, I think, in my opinion, that you need to demonstrate not through words, but through your actions um, that you actually care about this, this individual that them displaying the courage to show up to the store is not going to be met with the stereotype that they're expecting and that you can alleviate a lot of a lot of the pressure because i think similar to your point about <laughs> infants uh i think most car sales professionals most dealerships would describe uh their relationships <laughs> as blurry and all different sh- shades of gray you know um and and I think that's the way customers would feel about it as well. Like, ah, oh, man, I don't know. Am I getting scammed? Their Google reviews are, uh, you know, they could be better. There, there was this one person that had a really negative experience and that's exactly, you know, what I was expecting or, or however it is. So in your opinion, um, from your, from your vantage point, when somebody is basically, and, and I kind of hate this, I should preface what I'm saying by I kind of hate this because if you are a good person and you have to spend so much of your time rebuilding or reshaping uh, an individual's perspective of an industry as a whole, that really sucks. Um, but from your vantage point, because that is kind of the climate in retail auto, because people do in, in a lot of instances they're leery of whether or not they're getting a good deal or if they're scared of negotiating or any of these sorts of tactics that we've adopted in this industry. How can you as an individual inside of such an industry start demonstrating that you are different? Like what are some of the things you found that just work extremely well across the board? Yeah. I mean, so that's, you know, and I love this question. Thank you, Michael. I think the first is to ask questions before you make statements, ask questions, um, and that does, that comes, you know, more or less naturally to different people, of course. The second thing is to listen. I mean, again, the impetus that we have to prove ourselves, that we have to use words to try to say, I'm different than the competition. I'm different than the class of stereotype. You're going to have a good experience here. Here's all the evidence of how, you know, a lot of that you can do non-verbally. Um, but there's research that shows, and I laugh at this every time I read it, but Research that shows that people who had a quote unquote conversation, which is theoretically two directional, bi directional, mm-hmm. ones who did, who basically had all the talk time. So the more talk time they had, the better they thought the conversation went, <laughs> which, which is counterintuitive to a salesperson, especially an in person salesperson, because the challenge is, is that you know, you think, well, shouldn't I have had some input? Shouldn't I have said more? Shouldn't I have done more to sell the product? In fact, they're going to think that conversation went better when they did more of the talking Mm. um, and all the research corroborates it, which is ironic because it's no longer than a conversation at all. It's what we call a soliloquy. But anyway, (laughs) um, you know, sure. Um, 
But, uh, you know, yeah, let them talk as much as possible because they won't just self-negotiate. They will also, you and if you're really listening, which, by the way, is very labor intensive when we actually do solid, hard, you know, good, deep listening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when we're doing that, they give us all the keys, all the all the insights we need to be able not just to close the deal or close the sale, but to really understand them. And so, you know, the researchers looked at it and said, well, is it really just someone else is listening to them? No, of course, it's that they felt understood. And so really getting to a place with that customer that allows them to feel understood, however that is. And of course, everyone's a little different and everyone I'm sure that's listening to this podcast has done all types of sales training, right? Some people are more emotive, effective, practical, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not gonna know that until you've had them talk first uh, and until you've really gotten a read on that person in terms of you know, what they respond to, what their triggers are, what the signals are, what the obstacles and barriers are, um, what the objections will be. So those are all things that you can that you're listening for as you kind of start with that question set. Um, but that's that's where I would start is is more listening. And all the brain based research shows that that lets down what we call, you know, your protectionistic mechanisms in your brain. And it also opens up something called the mirror neuron system. And the mirror neuron system is exactly like it sounds. It's a system that will mirror your brain set and your brain space and take on your beliefs and your positions and your, uh, you know, understanding of the world if it trusts you. And that's that big T word. Uh, and the only way to get someone to trust you is to feel that, that you understand them. And that starts with listening to them, but it also includes face-to-face interaction that allows that your mirror neuron system fires like their mirror neuron system. Hey, congratulations. You made it to the end of this little nugget of an episode of the Dealer Playbook podcast. Now, if you want to listen to the full episode, head on over to thedealerplaybook.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show using your favorite podcast player. That way you can get notified every time a new episode goes live. You can also stay up to date with everything DPB by connecting with me over on the Facebook page. All you have to do is search for The Dealer Playbook and then click like or follow. And then, of course, I'd love if you connect with me over on LinkedIn by searching for my name, Michael Cirillo. Now stay tuned because in another couple of days, I'm going to hit you with another full episode of The Dealer Playbook podcast.